Ladies and gentlemen, theys and thems, weavers of all races and subclasses, welcome to This Dungeon is Occupied. My name is Illidine, and together with Thorn and Bone Daddy as your hosts, we wish to help you as players and game masters, or as we say, story weavers, from the aspiring to the veteran with questions, ideas, and interviews for your next tabletop role-playing game experience. So grab a beverage, sit with us, and remember, steal everything, and have fun. Welcome to another episode of This Dungeon is Occupied podcast. Today, of all days, we are doing the longest thing ever. We're going to talk wizards. about wizards. <laughs> I love My wizards. Goodness day since we started doing this. <laughs> we knew it was are, coming. Wizards are amazing. They're just, they're such a versatile class. I like them. They're squishy, but they're versatile. Mostly glass cannons. So. Extremely squishy. Yeah. Clad in the silver robes that denote her station, an elf closes her eyes to shut out the distractions of the battlefield and begins her quiet chant. Fingers weaving in front of her, she completes her spell and launches a tiny bead of fire toward the enemy ranks, where it erupts into a conflagration that engulfs the soldiers. I, you know, we're not going to read the whole intro to Wizards, but I like that first paragraph. Because to me, it's really funny to like, you know, ah, oh, this little itty bitty bead of fire and then explosion. Because I always thought of things like fireball as being this gigantic meteorite type of spell. <laughs> so no, it's actually, it. it's, an, it's a grenade, not a... Not yeah. A I've always that's envisioned it as this big old ball. <laughs> yeah, that's what your flavor, that's your flavor text is. That's when you're describing how your spells, they can be anything you want. True. So, yeah, make it interesting. Indeed. Uh, We're not going to read it, but there is a spell slot per level chart uh, to let you know how many spells you know per level. Uh, I can break it down for you. Break it down very quick. Gotcha. Um, So at first level as a wizard, you gain uh, three cantrips of your choice from the wizard spell list. And at first level, you gain six first level spells. So the cool thing about wizards is that for every spell that you go up in wizards, you gain, um, you can choose a number of um, spells that uh, you can learn and uh, based on like your wizarding level. So for example, at third level, you have four first level spells and two second level spells. Um, When you cast spells, your uh, ability to cast spells is equal to your intelligence modifier plus your wizarding level. So the spells must be of a level of which you have spell slots for. So it's pretty cool. It's um, wizards have a really interesting ability that if you run into spells that you do not do not know, you can actually spend some time to inscribe the spells into your spell book as long as they're um, wizard spells that you can cast. Nice. Very quick. Um, there's a little extra blurb uh, that. Uh, the player's handbook has it's called the lure lure of knowledge if I can speak English today Uh, but wizards live uh, lives are seldom mundane Uh, the closest uh, a wizard is likely to come to an ordinary life is working as a sage or lecturer in a library or university teaching others the secrets of the multiverse Uh, I like this is the only part of wizards that I kind of like is because they're learned they they have to learn their spells uh like bone daddy said and so there's always a fun 
backstory RP thing that you have to talk about because, you know, there has to be a reason for the wizard to leave a library. Uh, so they could be in search of a super secret spell, some kind of ruin that they know. Um, they You could go find some magic to unlock. Um, so I, I've always liked, you know, why, why are you out of the library? Why did you stop going to school? Shouldn't you learn more? Yes, but I can find the 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 unobtainable. Anyway, uh, for quick build status, you want to talk about that, Bone Daddy? For quick build status? Yeah, for like uh, making a, a wizard very quickly. It's under the creating a wizard section. Yeah, sure thing. Um, wizard... A wiz you can make a wizard quickly by following these suggestions. For intelligence, should be your highest ability score, followed by constitution or dexterity. If you plan to join the school of enchantment, make charisma your next best score. Second, choose a sage background. Third, choose the mage hand, light, and ray of frost cantrips, along with the following for soul spells for your spellbook. Burning hands, charm person, featherfall, mage armor, magic missile, and sleep. And you have your wizard. You have your wizard. <laughs> um, wizards are really cool because, like, even though um, they study the weave uh, and um, the multiverse, so they pull from the weave itself. Um, they you, with um, with uh, Watsi, you can. There's actually like Strixhaven, which is like a school for wizards. Like, you can do a lot of really cool stuff with a wizard. Um, I really like wizards. Wizards are really awesome. Like, just the ability to seek out knowledge is really really cool. Yeah. Intelligence is always a stat that I've really enjoyed. Uh, Thorn, do you want to do the, the, the first part of the class features? Hit points and proficiencies and whatnot? Well, the, the one thing you should really, I think, should really be touched on is the spellbook. Yeah. When you're a wizard, the spellbook is probably the most important thing you have. Although, That's... and it has it has a whole like subsection just on the spell book, creating your spell book, copying spells into it, replacing the book if you lose it or it gets destroyed. I mean, it's really, it's a big thing. It's a big part of being a wizard. Because unlike sorcerers or warlocks, they don't get or just have their magical ability. They have to study for it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. they're always in their spell book. Which is why sorcerers are so... Um, <laughs> which is why everyone likes to make the joke um, wizards hate sorcerers and warlocks because it's just like they know magic and like wizards are like I studied for it <laughs> <laughs> I had to work hard for my shit I had to work hard for my shit <laughs> um, yeah and, and it, it depends if you're if, you're, uh, if your campaign uses uh, spell uh, components too because mm -hmm those are also a big part of it. If you use components, which I'm starting to lean more towards liking the idea of using components. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's, it's also an important part of it because they have to prepare their spells every day. They cast spell and it's ritual casting is a, is a thing with them too, which you can uh, cast a wizard spell as a ritual. The spell has the ritual tag. If the spell has the ritual tag and you have the spell in your spell book, you don't need to have the spell prepared to do this. Yep. But it takes 10 minutes. Gotcha. Yep. And so, if you take an arcane focus, um, you don't need a well, you still need a component pouch, I suppose. But with an arcane focus, it takes away the the essentially the the components that aren't burned by um that you don't burn away when you cast a spell. So 
You can use your arcane focus along with whatever you need to burn away, like a gem or like feathers to cast a spell. So, yeah. Uh, so if we're creating a wizard, the first thing we have to look at is the, the hit points and proficiencies. I'll just go over it real quick. You get a, a, a hit die of 1d6. You start with six plus your constitution modifier. Um, you have zero proficiencies in armor because you're a glass cannon. Uh, you do have some weapons, daggers, darts, slings, quarterstaffs, light crossbows. You get no tools. Nothing <laughs> you... that does any real damage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, saving throws, intelligence, and wisdom. And you can choose two from Arcana, History, Insight, Investigation, Medicine, and Religion for your proficiency in skills. Then yep. we get and into then... the meat and potatoes. Yeah, spell casting. There's a whole section of this. Yeah, it, it's it's old page. Uh, we've kind of talked about it uh, in Sorcerers and Warlocks. Uh, so go listen to those episodes as well. But the big thing is just your... The, the, we've already talked about ritual casting, but the big thing is the spellcasting ability. You know, 8 plus proficiency plus your intelligence uh, for your spell DC and proficiency and an intelligence modifier for spell attacks. And then learning spells... Uh, Bone Daddy talked about gaining two wizard spells uh, in the choice of your spell book at level one. Every time you gain a level, you get more, blah, blah, blah. Arcane recovery. You've learned to regain some of your magical energy by studying your spell book. Once per day, when you find a short rest, you choose an expended spell slot to recover. That. Is that any better, Robbie, than Warlock? Or is hmm. Warlock better for recovering spell slots? Uh, Warlocks are better for recovering spell slots, but Warlocks have a very limited spell list and a very limited way to do spells. Although, um, Warlock spells are cool because you can cast them at their highest, at the highest um, spell level that you that you can cast them at. Like, they always cast at their highest level. So oh, that's okay. pretty cool. But... Um, wizards you have to cast them at certain spell spell levels gotcha you want to take uh the explanation of arcane tradition yeah definitely when you reach second level you choose an arcane tradition shaping your practice of magic through one of the eight schools which is what we're talking about today mm -hmm. abjuration conjuration divination enchantment invocation illusion necromancy or transmutation all detail at the end of the class description that we're going to go over today and your choice grants you features at second level and again at 6th, 10th, and 14th level. And yeah. a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> yeah, we're only going to talk about three today uh, and then we'll tackle three more on another episode and then the last two on another episode because there's entirely too fucking much to talk about. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> wizards, <laughs> wizards can be overly complicated. They can. Um, so ability score improvements, which I don't think any of us actually advocate for, but when you reach 4th level and 8th, 12th, 16th, and 19th level, you increase 1 ability score by 2, or uh, increase 2 by 1. But do a feat each time. We talk about it all the time. Those are better well, feats. <laughs> unless you like have really shitty stats, in which case, like I guess take the 2 in what you need to improve but like you roll really bad like i did yesterday when we played um you can 
you might want to take the two but there's always ability to score improvements on like feats so yeah almost every feat has something that at least increases by one uh, yeah so yeah do that <laughs> uh thorn you want to take spell mastery no i'm good <laughs> fine at 18th <laughs> no, level you have achieved such mastery over certain spells that you can cast them at will <laughs> Uh, you get to choose a first level wizard spell and a second level wizard spell that are in your spell book. You can cast those spells at their lowest level without expanding, uh, expending a spell slot when you have them prepared. If you want to cast either spell at a higher level, you must expend the spell slot as normal. And then by spending eight hours in study, long rest, you can exchange one or both of the spells you choose for different spells of the same level. And I, I, listeners, I'm just teasing. Um, <laughs> I I personally don't like to play magic users because of I find magic to be unintentionally complicated at some points. There's a lot to remember. And that's that's just my opinion. Uh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love having wizards in my party because they cast spells. And they most work. of the spells, especially <laughs> when you get upper levels, are, are just badass. It's just I prefer martial characters. So I give Bone Daddy and everybody else a hard time about playing magic users because I enjoy it. Yeah. At 20th level, you get a sig you get signature spells. So you gain mastery over two powerful spells and can cast them with little effort. Choose two third level spell wizard spells in your spell book as your signature spells. You always have these spells prepared. They don't count against the number of spells you have prepared, and you can cast each of them once at third level without expending a spell slot. When you do so, you you can't do so again until you finish short or long rest. Blah blah blah. That right there, if you make it to a twentieth level, you can just cast spells without spell slots. Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty good. Always fun. All right, Bone Daddy, the extra meat and potatoes. <laughs> Arcane traditions. Welcome to my favorite thing in the world, um, Arcane traditions. So, as a wizard, you can choose a study of magic. Um, that you want to go, you want to go towards the first initial eight categories are um, spell essentially um, spell categories. So, like as an abjurationist, you focus on abjuration spells, enchantment, you focus on enchantment spells, yada yada. Um, there are other one, other wizards that you can learn that that have other arcane traditions from different ones. But since we're focusing on these, these are all associated with the different categories of magic in. Dungeons and Dragons. So, yay! I love our <laughs> So start us off with the uh, School of Abjuration. The School of Abjuration emphasizes a magic that block, banishes, or protects. The tracts of the school say that its tradition is about denial, negation, rather than positive assertion. To understand, however, that ending harmful effects, protecting the weak, and banishing evil influences is anything but a philosophical void, it is a proud and respected vocation. Called abjurers, members of the school are sought when baneful spirits require exorcism, when important locations must be guarded against magical spying, and when portals to other planes of existence must be closed. Beginning when you select the school at second level, the golden time you must spend to copy an abjuration spell into your spellbook is halved because you're a savant in abjuration magic. I like it. Any time that time is spent less on. <laughs> Yeah. Especially, I mean, I don't know if that's really important in games that I can think of because most 
uh, of the golden time, at least in the games that you we all play, we don't really pay attention to that <laughs> very often. But if it's at your table and you guys uh, do use spell components and make sure that they use the gold and the time appropriate for the spells, then I guess that's important to have it halved. Arcane Ward, starting at second level, you can weave magic around yourself for protection. When you cast an Abjuration spell of first level or higher, you can simultaneously use a strand of the spell's magic to create a magical ward on yourself that lasts until you finish a long rest. The ward has hit points equal to twice your wizard level plus your intelligence modifier. Whenever you take damage, the ward takes the damage instead. If this damage reduces the ward to zero, you take any remaining damage. While the wizard, uh, while the ward has zero hit points, it can't absorb damage, but it uh, its magic remains. Whenever you cast an abjuration spell at first level or higher, the ward regains a number of hit points equal to twice the level of the spell. Once you create the ward, you can't create it again until you finish a long rest. That's cool. That is. How I'm, I guess we've never had a abjuration wizard in our gameplay because I have never seen this actually used <laughs> yeah i mean i've i've used it before i played i've played a couple abjuration wizards it's kind of cool yeah especially since wizards tend to have like the lowest hit points of the party especially yeah. at second level this is <laughs> that's important that's some good second stuff. level you have 12 hit points <laughs> <laughs> but then you have this like i guess they're kind of it's similar to temp hit points i guess yeah you know so that's cool you want to take uh Projected ward. Yeah, projected ward starting at sixth level. When a creature that you can see within thirty feet of you takes damage, you can use your reaction to cause your arcane ward to absorb that damage. If this damage reduces the ward to zero hit points, the warded creature takes their any remaining damage, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you can shield your friends. Yep, and that you know it could be possible, I guess. 16 hit points on that thing so I mean yeah. you're protecting somebody from at least one hit yeah depending on what it is it, you know yeah. if it's a dragon yeah. you know well you're screwed you, you still helped <laughs> <laughs> it's like thanks for trying uh, improved abjuration beginning at 10th level when you cast an abjuration spell that requires you to make an ability check as part of the casting of that spell as in counter spell and dispel magic you add your proficiency bonus to that ability check that's nice. That like is. That. And could make counterspell and dispel magic really powerful. Yeah. And then you get spell resistance. Starting at 14th level, you have advantage on saving throws against spells. Furthermore, you have resistance against the damage of spells. So essentially, you have advantage on um, saving throws. And like, so if anyone casts like a, a fireball against you, um, you could essentially make the save a lot easier. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Furthermore, you have resistance against the damage of, of spells. So, like, essentially, you have resistance against thunder, fire. Yeah, ice. well, yeah, because resistance is you're having the damage of anything that that deals with magic spells. So that's. I cool. think it's important. It's important to notice that it says you have resistance against the damage of spells. Right. It doesn't say a certain school. It doesn't mm -hmm. say a certain kind. Mm -hmm. It says spells. Yeah. So if somebody casts a spell at you that causes damage, you automatically have resistance. Yeah. So it's like damage. fireball. <laughs> it's magic damage. missile. Yeah. 
I mean, simple things. Magic missile, half damage. It's like mm-hmm. that's exactly. that's insane. Yeah. So, thoughts on abjuration? I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it's a simple it's a simple class, but I think it's a pretty nice class, especially when you're going against the magic magic beings. Mm-hmm. Um, it comes in handy because you're basically doing your best to negate that magic. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think if you like a somewhat uh buff debuff type of wizard like a uh a support class this would be a great support class but it also has utility as a non-support class just because it protects you a lot as well so that i like that i'll i give it a i give it a six out of ten i i'm i'm impressed with it it's it's not bad it's not as bad as some of the other ones can be uh it still can be I just think that they made magic users overly complicated. Um, but I mean, we should put I'm a little, little, little counter. We should put a counter on uh, on a YouTube video of how many times Thorne says that wizards are overly complicated. <laughs> <laughs> really should, because it's going to be a lot. <laughs> oh um, it, it for what it is, like you know, buff debuff. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I think once you hit 14th levels, when you start really coming into your your own mm-hmm. with yeah, that spell resistance yeah and especially with all the the spells that you could do at 14th level that's yeah good stuff you got it the school of conjuration i got As, this okay go for it um hey kids you ever want to be a pokemon trainer oh god um so <laughs> like i'm just saying you ever want to be a pokemon trainer trainer well this is a school for you as a conjurer you favor spells that produce objects and creatures out of thin air. You conjure billowing clouds or killing smoke or summer creatures from elsewhere to fight on your behalf. And as your mastery grows, you learn spells of transportation and can teleport yourself across vast distances, even to planes of existence in an instant. Literally, this is a this if you want to summon, like if you want to be like a summoner, this is this is the school for you. Because you you get a lot of abilities that let you summon creatures, or you can create things in the thin air. So, just saying. Yeah, uh, Pokemon don't uh, copyright us, thanks. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Pokemon, I, I don't know. Uh, Okemon. Uh, Okemon? Okemon <laughs> trainer. Pokemans, Pokemans. <laughs> yeah, you're Okemon's Okemon trainer. <laughs> uh, so, similar, you have the, the Savant at uh, second level the golden time is spent in half i think every class has that doesn't it or every school rather um all the ones that are school specific have that saviant at the beginning of it um at second level you get minor conjuration and at second level um when you select the school you can use your action to conjure up an inanimate object in your hand or on the ground during an occupied space that you see within 10 feet of you like an okimon ball um, the object can be no larger than three feet on a, on a side and weigh no more than 10 pounds, and its form must be that of a non-magical object that you have seen. The object is visible, is visibly magical, radiating dim light out to five feet. The object disappears after one hour when you use this feature again or if it takes or deals any damage. So essentially, you can conjure up a key, like a rock, <laughs> a gun. <laughs> Just throwing it out there. There's, there's no guns. <laughs> there's no guns. <laughs> uh, benign trans. Uh, 
Benign Transposition. Starting at 6th level, you can use your action to teleport up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space that you can see. Alternatively, you can choose a space within range that is occupied by a small or medium creature. If that creature is willing, you both teleport, swapping places. Once you use this feature, you can't use it again until you finish a long rest or use ca or you cast a conjuration spell of first level or higher. Eh. I mean, that's kind of cool. I mean, at least you can teleport, you know, to an unoccupied space. The the switcheroo I would have liked. Well, medium creatures, I guess that would work because you could switch with your party member. And yeah. you know, if you happen to accidentally be in the front line, which happens a lot to wizards, be like, "Hey, paladin, buddy, um, you, you you want you want to switch? Uh, thanks. Tap me out. <laughs> Tap me out, coach. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, focus conjuration." Beginning at 10th level, while you are concentrating on a conjuration spell, your concentration can't be broken as the result of taking damage, which that's is handy. Cool. Yeah, that's handy. That's that's handy. That's for sure. Which I wish I had when you summon. Yeah, when you summon a, a devil or when you summon like a monster to, to help you fight, like summon creature, um, it helps because then if you get hit, your creature won't disappear or attack you. Well, some of those and summons. also. Remember, like like all those accidental races, the ones that were not really supposed to be there, the big, like aberrant creatures, the monsters that that mm -hmm. fight and are just nasty. They're usually because wizards fuck up. Fair. I, don't know I mean, about. honestly, <laughs> that's exactly why they exist is because wizards fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Good old lore. <laughs> but yeah, yep. that's this is important because a lot of those you know summon creatures. Uh, at the higher levels, it's like, oh, as long as you have concentration, it'll attack what you tell them to. But once you break that concentration, it's kind of a free-for-all. <laughs> yep. You want to take the, the last one, Bone Daddy? Yep. Durable summons. Starting at 14th level, any creature you summon or create with a conjuration spell has 30 temporary hit points. Hmm. So... <laughs> Uh, you can have a lot of fun with this. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Just just giving creatures temporary hit points that you summon because they're usually really weak. <laughs> uh, summon rat. <laughs> summon rat. That's not bad. <laughs> I don't know. I think between the one uh, between abjuration and this one, I would probably pick abjuration. But then again, if you want to summon things, you know, obviously this is the one to do. So I, I I'll stick around the six out of ten. I had it's not it didn't impress me. <laughs> this is the ten out of ten for me. This is one that I would love to use, but not the one that I would abuse. So <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, uh, it's it's pool. okay. It's okay. Uh, Conjuration to me. I mean, it could be fun. Mm -hmm. Um, but like I said, it really leaves a lot more room for um, interpretation on you and using your imagination to make it cool. You know, make it your own. If you're going to do something like this, make it your own and come up with some cool stuff with it. Yeah. And what's important to note is that you could, as any wizard, you can still learn other school ma of schools of magic spells. So you're not like, you're not beholden to just the school that you choose. It's just that the right. school that you choose, those spells are better than and anyone easier. else who are, yeah, better and easier for you to use than using a different school so but and, and that wizard spell is ain't no joke 
It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. Yeah, I, I love think it. A whole episode of just talking about spells probably because trying to get into it, it, you know, quickly wouldn't wouldn't work. We could do like a top ten uh, pros and cons of of the spells, I guess. Oh, I could do a top ten spell spell list. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I love. We I love know. Magic. Yeah, yeah. We well, know. The, that'll be a different episode for sure. Last I want one. to counter for every I want to counter for every time Robbie says I love this class. <laughs> oh, we're at like class. 13 or something already. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I can introduce this one. Good. Hey kids, you want to learn how to see the future and really piss your DM off? <laughs> Take the school of divination. You want to abuse magic to its like fullest potential? Take the school of divination. <laughs> you want to uh, make your DM, you know, drive him to drink? <laughs> Take the school yeah, of divination. Drive, take the school of divination. <laughs> take the lucky feet while you're at it, and you oh, really want to piss them off. Um, the school of divination is driven by parting the parting the threads that lead to the future, the past, and the present. As a diviner, you strive to part the veil of space, time, and consciousness so that you can see clearly. You work to master spells of discernment, remote viewing, supernatural knowledge, and foresight. And like with any any wizard class you get the divination savia at second level which again for divination spells has the amount of time you take to copy the divination spell and the gold that it takes as well also at second level uh portent when you choose this school glimpses of the future begin to press in on your awareness when you finish a long rest roll two d20s and record the numbers rolled you can replace any attack roll any saving throw or any ability check made by you or a creature that you can see with one of those foretelling rolls. You must choose to do so before the roll, and you can replace a roll in this way only once per turn. Each foretelling roll can be used only once. When you finish a long rest, you lose any unused foretelling rolls. I like this. If, like, you know, if you happen to roll a, a nat 20, you save that bad boy <laughs> for when you're. When you're good and you know exactly you want somebody to nat 20, boom, there it is. Yeah, you want someone to nat 1 too? Yeah. Boom, there it is also. And also important to note in um, in Brendan Lee Mulligan's Dimension 20, the his school campaign, the wizard was a divination wizard. And that's hmm. why she was so powerful. Nice. It's a fun fact. At 6th level, you get expert divination. Casting divination spells comes so easily easily to you that it expends only a fraction of your spellcasting efforts. When you cast a divination spell of second level or higher using a spell slot, you regain one expended spell slot. The slot you regain must be of a level lower than the spell you cast and can't be higher than the fifth level. That's actually really I like cool. I, yeah, every time, like I say, if you get to get spell slots back, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Starting at 10th level, you can use your action to increase the powers of your perception for your third eye ability. When you do so, choose one of the following benefits which lasts until you are incapacitated or you take a short or long rest. You can't use the feature again until you finish a rest. You can choose dark vision. You gain dark, dark vision out, of, out to a range of 60 feet. And that's described in the player's handbook. Um, you get ethereal sight. You can see into the ethereal plane within 60 feet of you. Greater comprehension, you can read any language. See invisibility, you can see invisible creatures and objects within 10 feet of you that are within line of sight. See, this this is the thing right there that drives DMs to drink. Seriously. 
because that greater comprehension, you could read any language so that, you know, that riddle that you worked on that's in a language that your party doesn't know, they know it. They could read it. It's fine. <laughs> yep. Last one, greater portent. Starting at 14th level, the visions in your dreams intensify and paint a more accurate picture in your mind of what is to come. You roll three d20s for your portent feature rather than two. So, you know, not not a great bomb, but it's still nice. That's yeah. That's yeah. actually can be very insane because you can like succeed, you can cause others to fail three times instead of two, and then if you take the lucky feat with your wizard, you can also use your lucky feat to succeed on your spell rolls and your saving throws. Yep. Any any chance you get to actually do the thing that you want to do, take it. I like that. Yeah. And out of the three, <laughs> this would probably be the one that would definitely cause the most problems. Yeah, but and I also like the, the role play of it. Yeah, therefore, I kind of like this one. Yeah. I, I, I like I the role like play one. aspect for sure. Like, especially as a story weaver, you know, the fact that um, the the future is always uh, coming at you. You know, you get like at level two, you get glimpses of the future that press in, uh, press in on your awareness. You can mess with that so much oh, as yeah. a story weaver, <laughs> because you know it, it doesn't yeah. always have to come to be. It's just you know, hey, uh, when you woke up this morning, uh, you got to see something you know really bad and horrifying, and uh, maybe you want to stop that, maybe you don't. I don't know, but that could be that's that's fun for role play. I like it. Oh yeah, I'll give this Anytime one eight. You can out torture of 10. the players. Yeah. Anytime you can torture your players, go for it. Yeah, so 8 out of 10 because the Story Weaver gets to have fun too. <laughs> <laughs> I give this one 10 out of 10 because of it, it's my favorite uh -uh. reviews. <laughs> you I, gave oh, it 10 out of 10? That's so shocking. <laughs> do, you, do you love magic, Bone Daddy? Is that I, I do love magic. Yeah. Magic is so fun. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. So... so that that's the the first three classes or schools of magic uh like i said we'll do another episode we might be able to do the last five in one episode since we don't have to intro everything else uh but i want to try and keep the episodes you know manageable that's so there th so yeah so that's th there it is uh if you have questions about these schools you know put a comment in our our thread down below or give us a review on uh, whatever platform you listen to our podcast on and you can email us at this dungeon is occupied podcast at gmail.com and let us know if we missed anything let us know if you want a little bit more uh in depth about each school or if you want uh some extra ideas on how to use that you can uh, message bone daddy and uh, he'll help you because i won't <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> i'm i'm ha i'm between i'm between thorn and bone daddy i'm i, I like magic i just never play wizard <laughs> just because there's so much going on um but yeah. i i i do use magic users quite a bit uh especially bards because i like doing the anti-normal bard uh so you know not the horny bard uh but i i do like magic it's fun mm -hmm. so 
Uh, any any last words for these three before we close it out? Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, guys, I... thanks for listening. <laughs> you have no idea what's coming. <laughs> he's oh. he's excited for the next episodes. Yes. I, um, I really am. There is uh, so many cool things you can do with wizards. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> And with that, remember to check your dungeons, because this dungeon is occupied. What's up, Weavers of the Realm? As always, thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you haven't already, click that like button and subscribe or follow us on your chosen platforms. It goes a long way to help us grow. Uh, and if you liked the intro music that we just used, it was made with the help of The Hobby Hub on YouTube and Saturn Imaging Production Company. Uh, also, if you want exclusive content like NPC of the Week, Discord access, and behind the scenes, join our Patreon at patreon.com slash thisdungeonisoccupiedpodcast. And of course, the link to our merch store, social medias, and all the other podcast uh, platforms are available on our link tree in the show notes. Good luck in your games, steal everything, and have fun.